Hey, Southern Arizona, welcome to the Buckmaster Show. And at this point, you're either pulling off very safely off to the side of the road or you're uh, trying to uh, jiggle the antennas on the top of your radio because, no, this is not Bill Buckmaster. Let me set the record straight. This is Matt Russell sitting in for the vacationing Bill Buckmaster while uh, Bill and his uh, lovely wife Anne uh, sip wine along the Sonoma Coast. Uh, I have agreed to keep uh, the uh, seat warm for Bill today uh, as he is enjoying uh, his frolic uh, in uh, the Golden State. Uh, I am broadcasting live from the Green Things Zocalo Village studio. Uh, always a pleasure to sit in for Bill. This entire hour is going to be dedicated to local culinary and cocktail and craft beer and whiskey and food news, all compressed into an adventurous hour, and I'm so delighted that you have uh, decided uh, to join us. If you want to get on the action, uh, the Buckmaster Live Line, uh, presented by Rincon Ventures Real Estate and Property Management, is open for your calls, and that number is uh, 520-790-2040. Well, anyway, uh, when it comes to scanning the landscape of capable and credentialed celebrity co-hosts. You know, I make these decisions very intentionally, and I thought, here's a guy in town. I've known him for years, and he is uh, really making news, not only in the beer scene, but on the culinary uh, scene as well, and uh, here, helping to navigate the entire hour of local food and beverage talk uh, is Chris Squires from 1055 Brewing Company. Chris, welcome back to the radio. Matt Russell, thank you for having me. I'm glad I made the cut of what was very likely a long list of celebrity co-hosts, so yeah, thank you. At this point, Bill Buckmaster's listeners are turning their volume down a little bit. You know, Bill has a has a sort of a, very, a, a tradition of just being very thoughtful and mm. uh, and very intentional and very measured uh, in the way he addresses his guests. But I got a lot of stuff to get to in this hour. But anyway, <laughs> you and I uh, shared some time together down at 1055 Brewing Company when an announcement was made uh, that as we approach El Tour de Tucson, uh, you and the El Tour team uh, got together and had this really great idea. Uh, you shared it with my listeners when we did a podcast. Uh, and if you want to hear that full podcast interview, you can go to my website on themenulive.com to hear that. But uh, give us a sense of what's going on uh, as the fall season here has commenced. And what does beer and bicycling have to do with each other downtown? Sure. Well, you know, there's a lot of overlap in the beer community and the cycling community. There what, is. What goes better, uh, you know, after... After, after 100 miles on a long ride like the L Tour, right, what goes better than a refreshing uh, beer that, that you have just earned by burning several thousand <laughs> calories, right? And and there was a challenge here, right? We wanted to, when, when we connected with the tour group, uh, many, many members of my team and my, my partners are uh, avid cyclists. And so there was some, uh, we kind of ran into each other at a few different events and started talking and eventually had a beer. Uh, with some of the team over there and realized we had a lot in common. You know, it's a new team over there, too. This is the first time that they've done the tour in a couple of years. And right. then, sadly, you know, a lot of uh, great Tucson events were were canceled uh, last year. And so a uh, new team over there looking for new ideas and, you know, kind of a fresh, innovative take on how to get the word out about El Tour. And uh, we thought we had something to add there. And so as we started talking about uh, how to work together, it seemed very simple. It seemed very obvious. The, the best way to do that is for us as a brewery to make a beer, right. right? And so the challenge was how do we make a beer that is both flavorful and delicious, but also light-bodied and easy drinking, right? Those those two things uh, almost don't work together when you're trying to make a beer. I mean, it sounds too simple. Uh, well, <laughs> you would think, right? But if you're trying to make something, you know, a light beer, you know, if we're, I, I won't say any uh, uh, of those names on the radio <laughs> don't, uh, without sending them an invoice anyway, uh, but, you know, a, a light beer, very easy to make, does not have a lot of flavor to it right. by design. That's the whole idea. Sure. Uh, so if you're trying to make something that does have a lot of flavor, a lot of times it comes out a little 
little bit heavier. But as I said, if you just finished 100 miles on a bike, you don't want something heavy. You want something that you can have a you know have a six pack or share a six pack with a friend and uh, and relax a little bit. And so that was the challenge. And so what we came up with was uh, L Tour IPA. Mm. It's a blood orange. IPA. It's a session IPA. Session is a word that in the craft beer industry gets thrown out a lot. It means simply a lighter version of that style, right? So a session IPA is going to be a lighter bodied IPA. Uh, And so that's this one. It's 4.7% on uh, on par with most of your light beers that you would find at the supermarket. Okay, so session style, uh, not only in sort of the profile of the way the beer presents, but also on the alcohol side as well, a little lower on the alcohol spectrum. Absolutely. And it can be applied. There's session stouts out there. There's session say there's all kinds of uh, versions of, of this. This concept has been applied across the board. And so we took it to this blood orange IPA and a little bit of fresh blood orange puree went right in this otherwise very light bodied IPA and came out great. Uh, well, you know, what a great segue because uh, I see two uh, almost full pints uh, of uh, <laughs> of the L Tour Blood Orange IPA. I would say let's hoist our glasses together. This is a food and beverage hour, so it would be a disservice to Bill Buckmaster's listeners to get through the show without a little quaff uh, of something good. So uh, I'll say salute to you. Cheers to uh, you, my good friend. friend. And let's, yeah. let's taste the uh, magnificence. Mmm. Mmm. So... Bullseye. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just imagining <laughs> that I finished the 100-mile race, which is physically impossible for me to do. I usually do the me kid, ra- the kid race, yep. uh, you know, the uh, the half-mile uh, marathon. Absolutely. But, yeah, this is a, a, a just a, a refreshing kind of beer. IPA still, so you're getting that beautiful uh, bouquet of hops. You're getting that burst, but you're also bringing in those blood oranges. And one of the things that I was surprised by when I tasted this beer the first time is sometimes when you hear blood orange, you, your, your mind automatically goes to like that blood orange margarita or those mm. kinds of, uh, of expressions that, that are a little bit sweet, a little bit cloying. But the way that you and your team have dialed this blend in is just like a suggestion of that citrus. Fully. And, and we, you know, we nerd out quite a bit on beer. This is one of our favorite things to talk about and to obviously to brew. And so that that was something that we've put a lot of thought into is how do we brew? We could use, you know, regular Valencia oranges, but they're a little bit too acidic, right? And so the blood orange really has a little bit of sweeter richness to it that dovetails really nicely with the hop profile on this. So uh, Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely well done. And we're I, actually drinking this out of commemorative glassware. We sure are. Yeah. There is there is a blood, El Tour, blood orange IPA merchandise aplenty at the 1055 Brewing Company uh, tap room. Remind all of Bill's listeners exactly where you're located. Yeah, we're down on 110 East Congress, right smack in between the old Wigo Rama, if you know that space, <laughs> of course. and the old uh, Chicago Music Store, the iconic uh, Chicago Music Store, right in the center. So right on Congress Street is us. We've got a big, beautiful patio out front now. Uh, we are hard to miss. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? If you uh, if you go down there and uh, get yourself a beer or two at 1055, you are bound to run into me. Uh, and Nancy and I, uh, you know, spend uh, quite a bit of time there. So you've you've launched this beer in in connection with the L Tour de Tucson uh, is this something that is just going to be kind of a one and done or is this going to be part of this fall tradition that this community is going to be celebrating that connects bicycling and beer absolutely you'll find this beer on the shelves a couple of months before L Tour and a few weeks after every year moving forward is the plan so it should be uh, a lot of fun. And we, we did, so a couple of weeks ago when you and I ran into each other again was we were out promoting the event. So we did a couple, we did a release party at our spot down at uh, Omni up on the north side, Dove Mountain Brewing on the north side, right. all, all kinds of fun parties. 
Uh, and so since then, the beer has been available. You can find it on the shelves at uh, all your favorite craft beer joints, and you'll see it there for a few more months. And then, uh, of course, you'll be able to get it at the tour as well. On November 20, the Tour de Tucson, starting and ending at Armory Park, we'll be running the beer garden, and we'll have a few beer tents scattered throughout the premises as well. So, yeah, you can get your fix there too. Uh, well, you can get your fix. You know, wherever 1055 <laughs> is, there's a fix to be there's had. A fix to be had. So, and then we got another couple minutes before we have to take a commercial break and thank everybody in this community that helps to keep the Bill Buckmaster show going. What else is happening at 1055? 55 Brewing Company as we get into the what are my favorite seasons of the year. It is. You, you know, downtown uh, has been in a weird spot for a little bit, right? right. We, uh, we rely, as downtown businesses, we rely on uh, a pretty dense office crowd, right? All these high-rises that are full of uh, of office workers. Uh, at this moment, they are not full of office workers. They are mostly still working remotely all the way through January is now kind of the expectation. Wow. Yeah, a little bit. And then uh, sporting events, right? Uh, other great things that make downtown Tucson a lot of fun and really cool. Also, all of those sporting events and events rel rely on putting a large number of people in a small space right next to <laughs> right. each other. So those things have all uh, been canceled as well. Though they are starting, I am here knocking on wood as we speak, uh, they're starting to come back, which is really exciting. And so there's a lot of people downtown, even just the last couple of weeks, that have not been downtown in well, about two years, yeah, and so yeah. uh, it's it's almost you know you see them walking down like like Alice walking into Wonderland. I mean, it is just they're looking around <laughs> for the first time and just seeing all these. There's you know development did not stop downtown over the last two years. There's lots of great things to to come see and do. All right, very good. We're talking to Chris Squires. He's my celebrity co-host for the full hour of this special food and beverage edition of the Bill Buckmaster Show. You know, this portion of the Buckmaster Show is presented by Mona's Danish Bakery, home of the Danish Kringle. Mona's is located on the northeast corner of Swan and Sunrise. Mona's is open for breakfast and lunch from 6.30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Of course, treat yourself to their mouth-watering pastries, including that aforementioned famous Danish Kringle. Mona'sDanishBakery.com or BuckmasterShow.com for a link to Mona's Danish Bakery. Another quick commercial break. We're going to come back and uh, keep things going with some more colorful culinary and cocktail characters. Stick around. We'll be right back. Family-owned Jam Culinary Concepts and its family of restaurants has you covered for your special event. Jam caters anytime, anywhere, any size group, and any type of cuisine. Vero Amore, authentic Neapolitan pizza, and noble hops. Craft beer and fine fare are synonymous with quality. Call 954-1468 or log on to jamculinaryconcepts.com. Why is mining so important? It's the foundation of everything that defines a society. Everything you see is a product of mining. No matter when, no matter how, no matter why, every society on this planet has developed, grown, and modernized based solely on the minerals it could process. That, my friend, is why mining is so important. Brought to you by the Southern Arizona Business Coalition. The Regional Transportation Authority celebrates 15 years of project delivery to the greater Tucson region. As promised, the RTA has delivered nearly 900 projects from its 20-year 2006 voter-approved regional transportation plan, which is funded by a half-cent RTA tax. The RTA is committed to deliver the remaining plan projects. Learn more about the RTA's economic benefits at rtamobility.com. 
This is Bill Buckmaster. You've heard me talk about choosing Tucson International Airport. While fewer people are traveling lately, our airport is doing even more these days to help ensure traveler health safety, including counter safety shields, physical distancing markers, enhanced cleaning, and more. It's called TUS Cares, and you can learn more at flytucson.com. These may be different times, but my priority remains to fly Tucson. Tucson International Airport. Are you searching for a sumptuous suite on the Italian Riviera, an exploration of the mighty Mississippi, or an indulgent spa in Cancun? Bon Voyage Travel will help you find exactly the vacation you're looking for anywhere in the world. With many cruises setting sail and over 1,100 hotels and resorts to choose from with our exclusive benefits, Bon Voyage Travel's experienced advisors are here to guide you every step of the way. Visit bvtravel.com or call 797-1110. Vets working hard to save wildlife covered in cactus spines. A skunk left for dead, miraculously saved by a caring citizen. Those are just a couple of the headlines from the nonprofit Tucson Animal Rescue Center, where thousands of animals are cared for each year at its state-of-the-art Far East Side Tucson facility. Rescue, rehab, and release. The Tucson Wildlife Center, saving wildlife for more than two decades. Donate online at TucsonWildlife.com or call 290-WILD. Moe's Gallery and Fine Framing is once again welcoming guests to the gallery. Stop by or call ahead for a one-on-one -on -one appointment or even a virtual design session. Come by Moe's Gallery and Fine Framing, located at the southwest corner of Fort Lowell and Dodge. The number is 795-8226 and on the web at moesgallery.com. And welcome back to the Buckmaster Show. This is not Bill Buckmaster. Uh, sorry to say, uh, this is his guest host filling in for Bill uh, while he and his lovely bride uh, sip wine up and down the Sonoma Coast. It is Matt Russell, the food and beverage columnist for Inside Tucson Business and the Tucson Weekly. And I'm so happy that you have decided to stick around with us for an entire adventure-packed hour of local food and beverage news. And I get the privilege of sitting in for Bill every now and then in the beautiful, the magnificent Green Things Zocalo Village Studio. Remember, if you want to get in on all the food and beverage talk, uh, the Buckmaster Live Line is presented by Rincon Ventures Real Estate and Property Management. 520-790-2040. Back with our celebrity co-host from 1055 Brewing Company, uh, making his way through a pint of the El Tour Blood Orange IPA like a champion, Chris Squires. Uh, welcome back, buddy. Thank you, sir. I brought a six-pack, so when I'm done uh, working through this pint, perhaps we can split another. We'll see. Yeah, we are yeah. proudly making our way uh, through and through uh, the gift that you brought. But anyway, uh, welcome to fall, Chris. I mean, this is one, as I said uh, uh, before the commercial break, this is one of my favorite seasons from both the food and the beverage perspective. And, you know, the flavors and fragrance of fall are around us. And when I think about fall, of course, I go pumpkin. Uh, mm. And you can't go far without seeing all kinds of different expressions of this wonderful squash, because I think it's in the squash family. That's Right. Uh, but there is a woman in town who knows a thing or two about how pumpkin expresses itself in a whole host of confectionery and other uh, foods. Uh, and she is from Gourmet Girls Bakery and Bistro. And my good friend Susan Fulton is Susan. on the line with us right now. Susan, how are you? Hey, I am wonderful. It's great to talk to you. And I've got a special treat for you today. I've got Chef Mary Steiner with me, too. So you're getting two for the price of one. Oh, the, this Double is... Double duty. Okay, this is like... This is not only... Uh, uh, 
a Bill Bachmaster show first. Uh, <laughs> but Susan, I've been interviewing you for a long time on the radio about what you and your team at Gourmet Girls have done. I don't know. I mean, maybe the first time I interviewed you, Mary joined the roundtable, but it's been a long time since the three, four of us have actually had a chance to uh, to do this together. Mary, nice to talk to you, girl. That's right. Hey, how are you doing? We're having too much fun. We're really missing you, though, because we're sitting around the console here in the Green Things (laughs) Zocalo Village studio enjoying this lovely El Tour Blood Orange IPA from 1055. We're, uh, We're saving you a glass, sort of. Uh, but that that too happens to be going away. But anyway, uh, great to catch up with you and your team. I know this is busy, busy time for you, not only a time of day, but also a time of season. But I wanted to make sure that Bill's uh, listeners understood exactly what you do when it comes to celebrating fall at Gourmet Girls and give our, our listeners a, a sense of this whole kind of pumpkin story because it doesn't just, you think people think, okay, we're going to have this pumpkin latte and, uh, and, and now we're celebrating fall. But you guys are taking pumpkins pretty seriously up there, right? <laughs> It's the pumpkin palooza every year. This time of year, we can't wait for pumpkin palooza. And yeah, I mean, you know, lattes, those are good, but hey, that's just kind of old hat for us. Scratching the surface. surface. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We've got, you know, our pumpkin chili. I remember the first time you tried that, Matt, you were pretty suspicious and (laughs) a little bit nervous about it. And I think we won you over. Yeah. Speaking of the pumpkin chili, and and, and I I hope we get to this a little bit later on in this particular segment, but it's it's sort of this surprise experience because I was was expecting not to like it, frankly. How does the, the baking spices and this and the prominent pumpkin profile work its way into a chili. I mean, what are you guys uh, doing up there? Uh, and that is when I begun to begin to realize that pumpkin as a native squash actually has a savory element and not a sweet element. So let's talk a little bit about the pumpkin chili because uh, a, a bit later, because I know that's uh, coming up very, very soon. But when we're getting our tables ready for Thanksgiving and all of the holiday experiences, uh, where, what kind of pumpkin? Pumpkin confections uh, must be at the center of the table if you really want to wow your family and your neighbors. Well, of course, there's always pumpkin pie, and I think we make the world's best pumpkin pie. We do, we do. She said modestly. (laughs) (laughs) And pop it off with a little whipped cream, and you are in pumpkin heaven. But, you know, that's just the start. Then there's a pumpkin log with cream cheese filling, just like Mom used to make about 30 years ago. And, of course, it's all gluten-free. Uh, then there's pumpkin biscotti. What else, Mary? Pumpkin chocolate chip cookies. We've got pumpkin quick breads. Pumpkin um, Oreos dipped in a pumpkin chocolate nice. coating. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. So oh, good. Okay, now you, you, you can't just... Drop that and then move on. Uh, I want to make sure, uh, you know, before the calls start coming in, I want to make sure that I heard you right. These are Oreo cookies. Yeah. That that you have figured out a way to actually marry those great iconic flavors uh, with the with pumpkins of the season. It is amazing. Yeah. So we've got some uh, white chocolate that we've done with a little bit of cinnamon oil and then pumpkin spice, and then it gets dipped in with a chocolate, excuse me, with the Oreo cookie. Just extraordinary. It, that is fascinating. It's it, super. You know, as, it's a, super. as a brewer uh, on the brewery side, mm-hmm. we live in a world 
that is half art and half science. And I have always been fascinated because yeah. I've had your, yeah. your stuff before, guys. And I'm not a, uh, you know, I, I, I do not have any sort of dietary restrictions or anything like that. I eat all the gluten I can find, right? But your <laughs> your stuff is delicious. And I am, I am constantly curious. Uh, and you can tell me all your secrets later when we're off the air. But I am, I am curious uh, how you pull that off because it's just amazing. Uh, I, I've always been impressed with the way that you guys are able to make that work. Well, it's true. You don't have to be gluten-free to love Gourmet Girl. For sure. For sure. That's true. And we do have a lot of experimentation. And I, I'll be the first to tell you that we have the experiments that fail, too. Sometimes we open the oven and we still look at each other and say, what the heck is that? <laughs> I, I've had that same reaction when tasting a batch of beer. I uh, looked at my brewers and I looked at each other and said, well, all right, well, we'll get that right yeah, next time. One of us is out of a job. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but that's part of the process, right? That is part of the process. If you're not dumping those really? those beers and you're not throwing away those experiments, then you're not trying hard enough. You're not taking enough risks. So hats off to you. That's right. And sometimes those failures get made into something else. Yes, mm. so it's kind of like they say Reese's peanut butter cups started out as a mistake. So some of our things <laughs> started out as mistakes too, and then we just had to create something new. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So we're talking to Susan and Mary. Uh, they are the team behind Gourmet Girls Bakery and Bistro celebrating pumpkin palooza, pumpkin pie, pumpkin cream cheese logs, biscotti, uh, cookies, quick breads, uh, every kind of pumpkin uh, profile that you can imagine. Uh, they are getting it ready for you. Now, how are you How are you doing things in terms of orders? I mean, if, do people need to call ahead in advance if they want to do something special? Or are, you, are you displaying a, a, a pretty good range of all these goodies on a daily basis so what should people know as they're planning for uh, uh, for uh, gourmet girls to, to be brought home with them well that's a yes and yes we're displaying a lot of things you can just walk in and buy but as Thanksgiving gets closer we do start taking special orders for everything we'll start on November 1st so in order not to be disappointed it is always good special order for the holidays for sure. Yeah, great advice. Um, and we talked a little bit about the pumpkin on the sweet side. Um, let's talk a little bit more about pumpkin on the savory side. Because, yes, you guys have this great confection program, uh, but you're also the, your bistro uh, concept, I think, has really taken off over the last couple of years. So it's sort of this sort of bakery plus model that you've built. I mean, you, you know my favorite uh, uh, sandwich over there, which is that uh, great you know chicken salad on that rosemary focaccia. Uh, but talk about the pumpkin chili and everybody's going to want to know exactly when it's going to be revealed because I, I, I know you're not quite ready to, to, to go prime time with it yet. It might be a little bit early in the season, but talk about the chili and when we can, uh, when we can expect to see it on the menu. Well, actually, that cold weather this morning just got us going, and we made up a batch today because we couldn't wait. <laughs> All right, so uh, how, how did that R&D work that we were talking about it when you, when you decided that there was room for pumpkin in a chili? Well, I'm not really sure how it happened exactly. It was another one of our experiments. Mm -hmm. But it's got the pumpkin pie spice, which is, you know, a little bit kind of sweet. We make our own blend of cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, and ginger. So we can control the profile of that blend a little bit. Right. And then there's also a semi-secret ingredient, which is smoked paprika. And that kind of pulls it all together. Mm -hmm. Sm all right. So the secret is out now. Mm -hmm. uh <laughs> oh, oh, oops. 
in high <laughs> <laughs> um, So you said you just made a batch today. Now, is this just sort of, uh, you know, for listeners to run up and grab it, or are you committing to staying with the pumpkin chili through the holiday season? I think we should commit. Do you want to commit? Let's are you designing this right now on live radio? On, the, on, the, yep. <laughs> on live radio. Here we go. All right, we're committed. Very, very good. We're breaking news here on the Buckmaster Show. Uh, you know, Chris talked a little bit about about the gluten free part of your story, and um, and I just want Bill's listeners to to know uh, this is a this is a, a group and a restaurant that is committed to uh, providing delicious options for people that have adopted a gluten free lifestyle. Now, this isn't a restaurant, and God love them all, but this isn't a restaurant that is offering some gluten free dishes uh, a, a, along with other dishes that aren't gluten free. From the moment you walk into the front door. There is nothing on the menu or in the restaurant that is not gluten-free. And I'm talking about the sandwich I had, to the chili you're serving, to the bakery that you run. Everything in the entire restaurant is completely, solidly, and 100% gluten-free. That is true. And we even have that up on the wall in great big letters where everything is gluten-free. Everything. Beautiful. Hours of operation. Everything. So, so uh, listeners know exactly when they can come see you. They can come see us every single day except Christmas and Thanksgiving from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. And what about a website? Where can they learn more about you online? GourmetGirlsGlutenFree.com. It's that easy. Uh, there it is. Chris, have you ever it's worked with pumpkin uh, in, in brewing a beer? Have you done, oh, yeah, have you done the sure. uh, iconic pumpkin beer long, seasonal? Long tradition of, of pumpkin beers at, at this time of year for sure. We didn't do one this year. Our tank space was a little limited with all these uh, fun projects that we're working on. We'll probably... We'll, we do have a Peppo pumpkin is the name of the beer. We keep that one uh, not every year, but every other year. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that's a, a, a running tradition for us, too, for sure. Okay, well, let's let's think about maybe doing something uh, next fall to do some sort of pumpkin beer from 1055. Mm. Uh, do a pairing with, with Mary and Susan and the pumpkin chili. Put on a sweater, sweater and have some uh, some pumpkin chili, for sure. I mean, I mean I'm all yeah. over that. Yeah. I mean, how does that sound, girls? Oh, sounds great. great. Mary and Susan from Gourmet Girls Bakery and Bistro making us all happy for all of these many years. Check out what they have on the pumpkin side of things as well as feast on every kind of dish you can imagine for every meal of the day. It's all there. It's all gluten-free, but as Susan said, you don't have to be gluten-free to enjoy the deliciousness. Love both of you guys. Thank you so much for being a part of this delicious hour. CBS News special report. President Biden says 24-7 operations at ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach is the first step to moving the entire U.S. transport system to 24 hours a day. The port of Los Angeles will open over 60 extra hours a week will be open. In total, that will almost double the number of hours that the port is open for business from earlier this year. He just spoke from the White House after meeting with large companies like Walmart to talk about the bottleneck at ports with ships sitting in the ocean for weeks full of cargo. By increasing the number of late night hours of operation and opening up for less crowded hours when the goods can move faster, today's announcement has the potential to be a game changer. L.A. City Councilman Joe Buschiano. The fact that it's taking this backlog with numerous ships uh, sitting out and having the influence of, of the president and the administration is something that's been long overdue. CBS News Special Report. I'm Matt Piper. Vero Amore Restaurant in Plaza Palomino at Fort Lowland Swan and Dove Mountain in Marana are now open for limited in-restaurant and patio dining, along with takeout and home delivery. 
all of your favorite Vero Amore menu items, including Tucson's only certified authentic Neapolitan wood-fired pizza, are ready for you and your friends and family. More at VeroAmorePizza.com. This is Bill Buckmaster urging my listeners to join me in becoming a member of the Reed Park Zoo, one of America's top zoos and home to more than 300 animals from all over the world. When you become a zoo member, you receive free daytime admission, discounts on special events and education programs, and so much more. Find out more about zoo membership and everything you need to know about your zoo visit. ReedParkZoo.org Have you ever imagined how your life would be without the modern conveniences you rely on every day? Everything you need depends entirely on products produced from mining. Without mining, think Stone Age. Your work commute might be a bit slower, but you could still have social media. Bathing shouldn't be a problem, but it won't be in a tub. So unless you're a caveman, you can see everything that enriches your life depends on the many miracles from mining. Brought to you by the Southern Arizona Business Coalition. As a small business owner, I appreciate the services of a top-notch certified public accountant. That's why Michael C. Flowers of Flowers, Rieger & Associates is the CPA firm of the Buckmaster Show. Michael's a former small business leader of the year in Tucson. He'll professionally handle all of your accounting needs and tax preparation services. Flowers, Rieger & Associates, 6125 East Grant Road and on the web, flowersrieger.com. Are you happy with the news you get? While not all news is good news, you know good reporting when you see it. Check TucsonSentinel.com every day for breaking news and investigative reports. Have your say in the comments. It's all in TucsonSentinel.com, your local, independent, nonprofit news. You can rely on TucsonSentinel.com for solid reporting about immigration, Tucson and Pima politics, everything from the border to baseball. It's independent news without the spin. TucsonSentinel.com. We are watching Tucson. Green Things is a family-owned and operated plant nursery serving Tucson since 1970. Open daily at 3384 East River Road, Green Things is chock full of plants and pottery from around the world. Green Things is also now home to Zocalo, featuring fine Mexican and South American imports spread over five buildings on the 13-acre Green Things property. For more, visit GreenThingsAZ.com and ZocaloVillage.com. Southern Arizona is home to one of the world's most trusted sources of information on medicines. The Credible Meds website is visited each day by over 2,000 people from more than 60 countries. You too can learn how to personalize your medications and take control of your health care. Visit CredibleMeds.org today and join Bill Buckmaster each month as he and Dr. Ray Woosley, founder of Credible Meds, give you practical tips on how to get the most from your medications. And welcome back to the Buckmaster Show. This is Matt Russell sitting in for Bill Buckmaster today while he is enjoying a little time off, a little step away from the mic uh, to enjoy some vino with his uh, lovely bride, Anne, as they uh, sip their way through uh, the Sonoma County area. A little bit jealous, I have to say, but uh, when I'm here with uh, Chris Squires of uh, 1055 Brewing Company, uh, sipping on a little bit of beer and enjoying a food and beverage hour, you know, it just doesn't get any better than this, Chris. It's going to be a great day, man. Whatever happens next, I know it's still going to be 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to let that anticipation rise just a little <laughs> bit. Green Thing Zocola Village Studio is where I am. The Buckmaster Live Line is presented by Rincon Ventures, real estate and property management. And since 1970, Green Things has been the go-to place for your gardening needs. Green Things is on a lovely 13-acre site that is also home to Zocola Village and all of those fine Mexican and Latin American imported furniture and art. Green Things on River Road just west of the Brandy Fenton Park and on the web at greenthingsaz.com and zocalovillage.com. Well, Chris Squires, uh, my go-to place uh, for my single malt needs mm. uh, has always been, it always was, and it always will be Whiskey to Bach. And can I just say how blessed you and I and our and our friends around the community are that Whiskey Del Bach calls Southern Arizona home. Yeah, fully true. And, and what a rarity it is, right? I mean, how much actual uh, high-quality spirits do we see coming out of Southern Arizona? It's still a brand-new thing, so it's it's fantastic. And we were there with the uh, with the uh, the man himself when this whole idea uh, went from fireside chat with his wife uh, mm. to actually uh, getting a, a like real, live, legit distillery up that is now distributing single malt whiskey all over the country. And in fact, I think, and we'll find out, there might even be some uh, distribution happening uh, all over the uh, all over the world. But anyway, here he is. I get a little nervous when I talk to him. You know, because you think about the magnitude of the story that he represents. The, he taps the into the he, yeah. he yeah. taps into the into the snoring soul of the single malt, and here he is. All rise for oh, Stephen Paul. Stephen, how are you? Oh boy, Matt, good to see you. I can't imagine you being nervous, and I and, and you don't look nervous right now. So a uh. little bit of this uh, El Tour uh, Blood Orange IPA just gets me right where I need to be. And Chris, uh, yeah, surprised to be able to taste some of this uh, great Blood Orange uh, IPA. For El Tour, yeah, thank it's you. It's delicious. What a yeah. yeah. So I I got word, Stephen <laughs> Paul, that you and your team at Whiskey <clears throat> Del Bach are coming up on your tenth anniversary, and I had to stop and say, no way has it been a decade. We're getting old, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and so is your single malt. I sort of that's the idea, but I mean, just sort of the the quick story. I mean, here you are enjoying life as a, as a manufacturer, a worldwide manufacturer with clients all over the globe of, uh, of mesquite furniture, and you decided when you and your wife were sitting around enjoying a single malt over a mesquite fire in the backyard, as you say, watching your profits go up in smoke, you posited, I wonder if you could uh, sort of approach the single malt distilling process uh, by using a little bit of mesquite, which is an abundance here, rather than peat, as they do over in Scotland. Uh, and ten years later, uh, you're making you're making uh, news headlines all over the world. Well, it's fun, and I, I actually I have to credit that idea to my wife Elaine. Uh, she's I've always called her idea woman. She's the one that that initially posited that, and I was like just captivated by the idea of. Uh, creating a single malt whiskey that you know is truly from the Sonoran Desert, right. um, and so that was the whole the whole impetus. And and boy, yeah. So it's been really really a great great ride. And you still have all of the different whiskey Del Bach expressions as you did from day one. You have the classic, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Which is the sort of this. Which is our unsmoked uh, uh, single malt, uh, really inspired by a. a, a Scotch from the Speyside region of Scotland, where right. they don't use much or any peat to dry their malt. Sure, um, and then our our Dorado, as you know, is our is really the brainchild of the whole pro, pro, project. Um, and for that, we 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 malt our own barley and we dry it over a mesquite fire. 
Um, and, and actually, we're kind of u- unique in that regard uh, as far as uh, distilleries who malt. There's only, as far as we know, like 12 or 14 in the country that malt their own barley. I was just going to say, that, that's a big deal uh, for people that don't know. It's an extra step that you could easily get away with not doing. A whiskey dale <laughs> yeah, box, Stephen Paul says, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, so actually, we, we do uh, only malt our barley now for the Dorado. So we do buy commercial malt, uh, like, you know, a premium two-row for our classic. Uh, very labor-intensive malting. And a few years ago, I realized we don't have to malt everything. We, right. So we just malt now for our, 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 we're calling it mesquited, not peated. Yes, I love um, that. <laughs> trying to get that into the national vocabulary. Is that Elaine's doing as well? No, actually, that's mine. But, She's um, a wordsmith, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's... Uh, so that's our our Dorado. Um, it kind of gets us the most attention, um, even though our our classic is awesome. And then the third kind of core whiskey is our uh, our our also mesquited Old Pueblo, which we used to call our Clear, um, and um, it is what goes into the barrel to make the Dorado. Um, so it's unaged. Um, and it's uh, primarily used in cocktails, so really it's mostly meant for back bars, not found on retail shelves. And in addition to that core portfolio that you have of those three expressions, you also do, you know, you do winter releases, you do a distiller's cut. I mean, every season seems to have its its own corresponding single malt uh, at Whiskey Del Bach, but getting back to that 10-year anniversary, you and your team want to throw a party the likes of which have not been seen, especially (laughs) when single malt is at the center of the story. Uh, uh, what do you guys have up your sleeves for a 10-year party? Well, first of all, it's kind of crazy to think that it's been 10 years. And so 10 years from founding, not from releasing. Right. I think we released in late t- two th- 2012 or maybe early 13 <laughs> mm-hmm. after, you know, you know. In the beer business, I can brew it and then sell it a couple weeks later. <laughs> that is not true in the single malt business. Yeah. It takes some time. Yeah. Right. It does. And so, so yeah, you know, the the whole party idea is really meant to be a, a thank you to Tucson. Um, we are so, you know, so happy to be from this place. And we, you know, it was very heartwarming to see the reception that, that Whiskey Del Bach came or received when we first came into the market. Right. Um, and it's really, really humbling. I mean, um, Tucson is such a wonderful town, so full of creativity in all sectors, so community-based. Um, right. And it's just a fun place to live and, and so rewarding. Um, and so we just want to say thank you to Tucson. Um, so, so, so we're co-hosting with, uh, somebody we've, uh, collaborated with a few times westbound. Right. Um, and, uh, the, the actual party is on, on, uh, November 13th. It's a Saturday, uh, from about 4.30 to 10 or so. We're going to hold it at westbound. Um, and we're going to have, uh, uh, you know, music. Um, we're going to have some, a bunch of, uh, kind of, we're calling it a little farmer's market that's going to, um, uh, be populated by people we have also collaborated with. Oh, fun! Yeah, um, and so some some of those are are um, monsoon chocolate, and they've done some great little bonbons with Del Bach in them. They're delicious. Um, you know, Hub Ice Cream has done some uh, some whiskey Del Bach ice cream. Sure. Uh, e and R Pork, and they pick up our our spent grain and feed it to their hogs, and they're awesome. Barrio Bread is going to be there. And so they're all going to have, you know, tables um, uh, kind of, you know, showing their wares. Exo Coffee, Blue Clover uh, in a distillery in Phoenix uh, is has done a bitters with our with our barrels. 
and that's going to oh, be beautiful. super. We haven't tasted it yet, uh, but it's going to be that's going to be really fun to see. Desert Provisions. Um, I don't know if you know them. I think they make salt, hmm. um, and they've done something with us. And we you're have, doing a you're doing mm -hmm. a uh, we got a, a wrap up here quickly, <clears throat> but you're doing a special release. A, a special anniversary re release of, of the uh, single malt? Yes. And so that is going to be a, uh, it's almost like our distiller's cut release. Uh, it's finished in ex Calvados, and there's some Muscatel cask in there. And it's our oh. classic that has been, you know, matured in new oak and then finished in those two casks. And this beautiful 10-year anniversary, is it could be available for sale by the bottle at the event? It sure is. Okay. Yep. Right. What a party. Yeah. So that's happening uh, Saturday, mm -hmm. November the 13th at 4.30 at Westbound, which, of course, is in the MSA Annex, mm -hmm. yep. uh, just west of, uh, of the freeway. There's going to be all kinds of great cocktails, uh, releases, uh, the 10th anniversary release, which we're going to taste on the other side of this break. So don't go anywhere, Stephen Paul. Uh, and this farmer's market that he talked about, uh, the mm -hmm. event is free and open to the public. If you want to buy some whiskey, buy some whiskey. <laughs> also for your favorite radio host and celebrity co-host as well. Keep us on yeah. your list. But anyway, Stephen, stick around. We want to get one more bit with you before we go to our last segment. Uh, but this is Matt Russell uh, sitting in for Bill Buckmaster. We're going to take a quick commercial break and thank some sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to roll up our sleeves and dive into some deliciousness from Chef Gary Travis Peters right on the other side of this break. Stick around. Tucson's original gastropub, Noble Hops in Oro Valley, proudly announces a second Tucson area location where you'll enjoy locally brewed craft beer and gastropub fine fare. Order in or take out at Noble Hops, a pub for foodies, on West Lambert Lane at North La Cañada Drive in Oro Valley, and now at the Doubletree Hotel on Alvernon across from Tucson's Reed Park. More on the web at noblehops.com. Hello, I'm Danette Bewley, CEO of the Tucson Airport Authority. At Tucson International Airport, we're nonstop supporting jobs and prosperity as an economic engine for our entire region. From an innovative and touchless passenger experience to earning the GBAC Star Accreditation, the golden standard for cleanliness, our team is ready to welcome you back to Tucson International Airport. Begin your journey with us. We're nonstop for you, Southern Arizona. When the public weighed in on the first draft of the Regional Transportation Authority Plan, the RTA responded by revising the final plan before voter approval in 2006. The RTA is preparing for a new plan for voter consideration by June 2026 and invites your input on regional transportation priorities. A draft plan will be presented for further public review. Submit your input or learn more at rtanext.com. Hi, this is Pam Krim, CEO of the Better Business Bureau of Southern Arizona, where we set the standards for marketplace trust by engaging with and educating consumers and businesses. The BBB is the place to turn for objective and unbiased information on businesses. Learn more about the many services offered by the Better Business Bureau of Southern Arizona at bbb.org forward slash Tucson. Cushman and Wakefield Picor is Tucson's leading independently owned full-service commercial real estate company. Founded in 1985, Cushman and Wakefield Picor offers leasing, sales, and property management for industrial office, medical, retail, land, and investment properties in Tucson and Sonora, Mexico. Visit our website at picor.com for the latest news from Tucson's commercial real estate sector. That's picor.com. Call us at 748-7100.
The Green Valley News and Sarita Sun cover two of Arizona's most desirable communities. The newspapers reach more than 75% of the communities each week, with a combined population of more than 50,000. The Green Valley News also publishes a dozen magazines each year, and both newspapers publish up-to-the-minute local news online at gvnews.com. The Green Valley News and Sarita Sun, it's all right here. Thank you, Dave Ramsey. And just a point of clarification, you are not listening to Bill Buckmaster. Uh, he's away with his bride, enjoying a little bit of time off. Uh, you are listening to Matt Russell. I'm the food and beverage columnist for Inside Tucson Business and Tucson Weekly, keeping Bill's seat warm while he is away on this Wednesday, October 13th edition of the Buckmaster Show here in the magnificent Green Things Zocalo Village Studio. You know, our friends over in Silver City and Grant County are ready to welcome you back with open arms just three hours east of Tucson. There is so much to do in Silver City in Grant County, New Mexico, including hiking in the Gila National Wilderness, where there is plenty of social distancing and visiting the world-famous Cliff Dwellings National Monument. For a complete listing of the many things to do in great places to stay, visit southwestnewmexico.org. Back with our celebrity co-host uh, from 1055 Brewing Company, uh, Chris Squires. Uh, man, how fast the hour goes when you're enjoying good suds. It sure does, yeah. It doesn't hurt when you got good beer and good food. Exactly. Well, speaking of good beer, you know, we're back here with uh, Stephen Paul from Whiskey Del and uh, uh, actually beer is going to be as much of the story as is single malt at this big 10th anniversary celebration coming up on Saturday, uh, November the 13th. You're going to be doing some stuff with beer as well, right? Yeah, we're actually going to have a section of the annex uh, devoted to a little beer garden. So uh, people we've collaborated with um, will, will, you know, Brewers uh, will be in there, and we're hoping that 1055 can uh, can join us. I uh, just got a chance to, to see this uh uh, wild sour ale that they bottled, which is looking really good. Yeah, I brought that just for you, Stephen. That is so a year, uh, no, a year and a half ago now, we bought some barrels from you. My brewers connected with your staff. Actually, I got the opportunity to tour your malting facility and all this. It was a, just a fantastic experience. Brought some barrels back and threw some beer in there, soured the beer up. Uh, if, if you are aware of sour beer, it is a very, you know, it's kind of funny that it's this new hip thing. It's really not. It's been going on in Belgium and Germany for thousands of years, right? But uh, made a sour beer aged in your barrels, and the bottle you're holding there is a product of that. So nice marriage. And and you know I wasn't gonna get, wasn't going to come to the party until I heard about uh, all the great things that are going on there. And count us in. We're there now, Stephen. Cool. Do, do you need an armored vehicle to uh, take uh, to escort you back <laughs> to is, the distillery? With that's this? a good point. This bottle we sold out of all those bottles that we made. Uh, I have a case in the private reserve stashed, oh. and that bottle is from that case. All right, let's prepare our know. let's if prepare know, our palates yeah. for our next uh, for our next uh, host. You know. I wish we had an hour with this next guy, but let me uh, let me uh, increase the anticipation a little bit more. So, Stephen, you generously bought uh, brought some of the tenth uh, anniversary single malt whiskey that you touched on briefly before the commercial break. We're gonna do a little live tasting right now. Awesome! It's delicious. Mm. Okay, so what are you getting right on the nose? Uh, boy, you know I'm getting uh, some stone fruits. Um, you know, it kind of has a, a, a sweetness to it, um, a little bit of nuttiness. Chris, did you try this? I'm still taking in the nose. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to be a sophisticated whiskey drinker. In the beer universe, we could just kind of chug. All right, well, so this I'm, isn't a yeah. podcast. This is actually my live pinky, radio. Yeah, so my pinky is up. Yeah. This is probably the most elegant of the single malts that you've distilled that I've tried. That's awesome. This I is just gorgeous. Agree. I mean, wow. you can almost taste the decade in the distillate. Yeah. Um, and I'm all about alliteration, but this is absolutely <laughs> gorgeous, Stephen Paul. Thank you. Yeah, it's, so it's our classic 
matured in New Oak, then finished in Excalvados casts and Muscatel casts. Beautiful. And it really, you know, it really um, kind of celebrates both mm. of those. And the finish, nice. just, it, the finish just sort of stays and reminds yeah. you that you're celebrating 10 years. Stephen Paul, Whiskey Dobak, don't go away because you might need to help us eat what uh, our next guest brought for us to do. Um, you know, speaking of uh, Southwest New Mexico welcoming you with open arms, uh, there's a guy that welcomes me with open arms every time I am in his presence. He runs the parish and he's got some good news about a place that is adding to his portfolio of eateries representing the parish and the soon-to-be-open Delta owner, chef, Travis, Gary Peters. Travis, welcome hey, back, man. how you doing, man? It's we are doing back. great. I mean, look at us. Well, look what you surrounded us with, dude. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, a whole bunch of ridiculous <laughs> well, as your guests yeah, would, yeah, would expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, uh, you know, the parish has just been wowing people since the day uh, it opened. My good friend uh, Ryan uh, Jones, who uh, is the corporate chef for Finney's Landing and The Landing, I asked him on this very show not that long ago to name his favorite local restaurant. Without hesitation, Travis Peters, uh, wow. he said the parish. I mean, mm. you have become part of everybody's culinary story, but one restaurant isn't enough for you guys? I mean, seriously. <laughs> no, man, I feel like I've... Uh, uh, I think I've, I feel like I've been planning this one since we started the parish. I already knew what I, I wanted to do another one. Uh, so I've just been chasing this rabbit hole for quite a while. Um, and the parish turned into what it is. You know, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary, you know, along with you guys. So congratulations. What a lovely coincidence. And, um, I'll drink to that. Yeah, yeah cheers to that. So, uh, you know, we sort of became who we are as a restaurant and everything. We originally started as a gastropub, and Tucson didn't quite know what that was at the time. So... Uh, you know, we started doing more entrees and more sort of date night forward style, you know, service and everything like that. But I right. always had this really ridiculous food for a, like a bar and grill gastropub idea. So here's my opportunity. So, yeah, we're just we're only making ridiculous food, I think, is, is kind of what we're going to do. With it. I, I, it's called the Delta. Yeah, yeah, the Delta. Yeah. OK, so the Delta in the uh, in the spot that was uh, most recently occupied yeah. by downtown kitchen and cocktails. Yeah. Everybody yeah. knows the Yano space. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and when you're thinking of places to land downtown with the building that exists and what you've done since you took it over. Yeah. I mean, it's right. It's like the perfect place for the concept. Yeah, it's a, it's an amazing building. I mean, Chef Yano's obviously is huge shoes to fill. He's been very gracious uh, while we're under construction. He's he's letting us borrow his. Uh, he's still doing caterings, right? Like twenty yards away right. at the at the carriage house. So he's uh, been letting us use his kitchen when we need to uh, to just do R and D. Uh, and he's just been a really gracious guy. And I asked him uh, even. It's funny. I asked him like, well, how much how much rent? Like how much? What would you like if if you know if we borrow your kitchen? He goes, I just need you to be a good neighbor. And that's kind of exactly what like the culinary scene has become in this city is, is just being good neighbors with each other and supporting each other. So it was just magnificent. He's, he's a great, great guy. So I, it's just an honor to go in there and uh, hopefully I uh, at least fill up a couple shoelaces <laughs> of his shoe. So, so everybody wants to know, dude, like, like when is the restaurant opening? I mean, I mean, that's the hardest thing you ask it someone is, who's about I mean, to open a restaurant, sure. right? It yeah. seems like it's the only question anyone opens and the answer keeps changing and it's, and really, you know, you got all these shipping issues and, and even food. Like I've had to change the menu a few times because there's just we had a, a couple items that are just not going to be available for a while. Um, so really, it's just flipping around a lot uh, and just learning learning what we can do. So that's really pushed stuff back. Is even getting a certain paint in or getting, you know, I found out yesterday a certain wallpaper that I searched for for about six months or, <laughs> and I ordered a month and a half ago. I got an email yesterday that they're not shipping anything out of Europe. 
out of England, so we're not getting it. So now today it's wallpaper day after I get <laughs> wall, <laughs> wall, wallpaper uh, supply chain yeah. issues. Oh, everything. Yeah. You name it. You name it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad we got nails and screws to put the place together. So how would you, in, in sort of one sort of quick and easy headline way, how would you distinguish what you're going to be doing at Delta? How is that different than what you have been doing at Parish all these 10 years? Well, you know, the, the food at the Delta is going to be a little more obnoxious in a good way. As, as clearly has, yeah. has been mm. made the case yes. here at the yes. studio. Uh, but it's also for, uh, I, I uh, got to represent Tucson and Spain for uh, UNESCO. Right. And I and uh, and my family's from Mexico and Spain, so I, I just fell in love with that tapas style, so I really want to push a lot of small plates, quick service where you guys are just sharing everything. And um, and then the, the larger food eventually is just going to be family style. You know, we'll have a whole alligator. We're going to do whole roast alligator, smoked alligator. We're going to do whole are. pig heads, of all of that. That's coming soon. But we're starting off with all the small stuff that everybody can just share and have fun with. And when my wife and I go out to eat, we just love we'll eat the entire appetizer section of a menu instead of getting an entree. That's just how I like to eat. So we're going to push that really hard and just everybody can have fun. That's going to be amazing. There's such a, a hole to be filled, I think, when it comes to fine dining in downtown Tucson. Uh, there, certainly there's people playing around in that space, but the last year and a half has been rough, right? We've lost some yeah. some really savvy, experienced yeah. operators in that space. So I think that's a fantastic move at a fantastic time. Thank that's you. Yeah, great. no, we're excited. We want to we, – yeah. I, I think uh, – I think part of downtown forgot that we're in Tucson need to be funkier, so we're bringing the funk. <laughs> yeah. We're bringing, bringing that southern, yeah. southern glam. So we got a couple of minutes. You brought in some yeah. things for us to taste. Are these uh, uh, ideas for what you are thinking about for the Delta menu? Or? They are, Okay, absolutely. give us a rundown. What yeah, we got so going we on? we have a ridiculously huge uh, chicharron <laughs> for everyone to share. And comically. It's, comically, it's, comically, yeah, comically huge. Yeah. Bigger I, than your head. I feel like I'm <laughs> on the set of Honey, <laughs> I Shrunk the Kids for I, crying out loud. I have a small head. So it comes not, with spicy chimichurri sauce and a house hot sauce that we mix together and we season it with a fermented mushroom uh, seasoning that we made. So we ferment mushrooms and dehydrate them and then we make a powder and season the chicharron with it. Oh my gosh. Over here we have our version of Papas Bravas that has also a chimichurri. Beautiful. And then uh, you've heard of Chili Crisp. It's yes. A big, well we made Love a white it. trash version of that. <laughs> so we, we kind of took out a lot of the Asian ingredients and we, we, we forced in a lot of the southern stuff. Um, and they are ridiculously fun, uh, and the potatoes are just cooked in like in seawater. So they, when we we steam them dry, they have a salt crust around them. Gorgeous. Um, and then this is our new ridiculous sandwich that we just put together. It's an entire short rib, bone in, um, and it comes with some pickled vegetables, uh, a really cool um, uh, barbecue sauce. Uh, and then the, there's a crunch on there that's, uh, again, dried and fried uh, mushrooms to give it a crunch. And then just uh, too many toppings you can even imagine. So when we serve it, we're going to serve it, and then the server will, will pull the bone out, and you'll have a whole short rib sandwich. And that bone's just going to pull clean. <laughs> Pulls right out. Yeah. And we, what we, we got here? That guy. And then this rib. is a bougie. This is our bougie. Uh, <laughs> our, it's it just, looks very it's, bougie. It's, it's really yeah. ridiculous. So we took the Boston cream donut, and I made a... a we uh, decided to do a foie gras uh, cream, and then we uh, took mole, like a chocolate mole um, inspiration for the top. So it's sort of a spiced chocolate topping and then, and then crushed nuts. Uh, that are toasted with sesame. Okay, all of these pictures are actually going to be up on my website soon. If you're not getting my newsletter, go to onthemenulive.com for all the information. Uh, we're going to be here for the next hour off the air, diving into all of yeah. this deliciousness. Anyway, uh, Chef Travis Gary Peters from the parish and the soon-to-be-open Delta. Love you, brother. I so want to be there on day one, dude. Thanks for having me. Stephen Paul with Whiskey Del Bach, Chris Squires from 1055 Brewing. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Guys.